Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello, everyone. We have a great show for you today. As always, we have Dr. Stephanie Canale on. She's going to talk all about... Lactation Lab. It's test kits for your breast milk so you're no longer wondering what you might be lacking and not transferring to your baby. Um, It's so informative. A wonderful episode. Can't wait for you to hear it. But support for this episode is brought to you by Carefree Breathe. Carefree Breathe offers a line of skin-friendly pads and panty liners that go beyond leak protection to keep your skin dry and irritation-free. They are free from fragrances, dyes, harsh irritants. They have an air-infused cover with a soft-touch feel that keeps your skin dry for that sensitive area. They also have multiple levels of protection like ultra-thin pad with wings, regular super overnight panty liners, anything you can imagine, safe, effective, and sensitive. So you can check it out at Amazon or Walmart.com, or you can find it at your local grocery store or CVS. So join the team and do carefree breathe. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hi, everybody. I'm Jamie. Hi, guys. I'm Jenna. And welcome to another episode of Mama Said. Um, We are here. uh, We've got a really cool guest today. Her name is Stephanie Canali, and she developed something. She's a family doctor and developed something called Lactation Labs. We can't wait to tell you all about that. Um, But before we do, let's get into our win fails. Mommy win. (laughs) Mommy fail. Um, I guess I'll start. Yep. I hate, mine was like really pulling teeth this week because I feel like it's just, I'm kind of like numb. Like there's just like the, like, hey, this is good. This is bad. Um, what's bad? I have an injury for the past almost two weeks. I've had this like radiating pain in the back of my head. And if I turn too far to either the left or the right, I get this wave of nausea, almost like I feel like I'm going to throw up. Oh my I've already God. had an adjustment. I might have to check if it's inner ear. I'm going back to the chiropractor today. But if he told me that he might be sending me in for some scans, because we don't know what's happening, but it's like, unless I take an Advil, it's very hard for me to function. Wow. So that's my fail. I mean, it's not my fault. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? And do you get like a zing ever? Like a zing of pain? It's around my eye. And like in my jaw, it's very strange. Remember Who knows? I remember pain in my brain, but it's, it was stemming from my neck. Yeah. And no, it, it's I like. I thought it was trigeminal neuralgia. Just ask about that. Okay. I'm not going to remember that. You have to text it to me. I will. And they like basically have to put like a needle like, like somewhere to. I, whatever. But anyway, try, I'll tell you. I but will. it sounds like what I had. And the only thing that got rid of it was four Advil. Yeah, that's right. You told me the four Advil trick. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. And my win is I, I tie-dyed something for the first time with Bo and he loved it. So like he couldn't believe that he made something. So I'm like searching on Amazon for like different 
of things that I can do with him. So I ordered some tie dye stuff, but I also, I've like, they have really cute ideas that are like fairly inexpensive, like $11 here, $15 here to do with your kids. Like we, I ordered a wind chime maker, um, a, a, a birdhouse maker. Like there's little things that we're trying to do that, you know, they feel so proud of themselves that they can display and do. And it's little boys, especially where it's harder to get them to sit down and do projects and things like this. I think it's, um, those types of things have been really helpful for us. So I'm offering that to you guys too, if you're looking for stuff to do. So my, that's so great, Jamie. And my goal is a project a day with them. And it's, it's, Whoa, that's a, that's major. But it's like, they probably last 20 minutes and I'm so lazy. I'm like, ugh. but then when you get, when you get started, it's so fun. And like you said, they feel so proud that they've done something. So proud. I died last week and I was talking about, you know, I'm going to talk about it in the episode. Um, Yeah. We shouldn't talk about that. Um, Anyway, tie dye is the bomb and it makes them feel so cool. And my, my husband, my son has not taken off his shirt. So (laughs) anyway, I don't, this week has been so fucked up for me. I, told you a little bit about my week like the other day but like I've just been fighting with my parents like fighting with my sister um we had to take Daisy to the uh to the uh urgent care because she had nursemaid's elbow and what that is is like their elbow like the ligament like pops out and you have to like pop it back in it was terrible terrifying her screams oh my god it was just bananas I'm not even going to say win or fail I'm just like basically giving you a summary of like what my week has been so far um and so it's just been really um I've been so anxious this week uh I'm so anxious about what I want to do with my kids and school because I am a worried about um losing a lot of money because my kids are not zoom kids uh so especially for my no son, one's kids or zoom kids, no one's kids, but some can take it and some can't like, I'm, I just like, I'm, I'm worried about money, worried about mm-hmm. pulling them from school because that hurts the school and the teachers. So then I think mm-hmm. about that. I'm worried about not socializing, but I'm also worried about sending them back with masks from nine to two thirty, which is my son's hours. And I meet that might be okay for him. But in my mind, I think that's so hard because they're going to be outside. They want his age to be masked. Yes. From nine to two thirty, And they're going to be outside most of the time. And it gets mm-hmm. hot. It gets mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. I'm having all of these like inner arguments with myself. I, I, my brain is spinning. I am losing it. And, uh, it's just been a really, really, really rough week. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's really overwhelming for everybody. It feels like there's misinformation. There's not enough information. There's too much information. There's too much back and forth. And it's, you know, for us, like my husband and I discuss all the time, like, what about the parents that like both parents have full-time jobs? Like, I, I mean, right now we're, t- we're discussing my husband and I like, okay, guess what? Even if I wanted to, I cannot go back to work. I have to be home to help Bo with school. He's in starting first grade. Like this is yeah. going to be my, my role right now. And yeah. what if about those parents that can't do that? Like what, what are, is going to be expected? I, we're, I, I think we're going to have a guest coming up that we're going to be talking to about this and how to manage our emotions around all this, because I know I need it. And I know so many others do, and, um, we feel you and we're going to do, and please write into Jenna and I, um, like DM us or whatever. Um, or I haven't been, 
apologies, I have not been active on the Facebook page, but put on the Facebook page. If there's things that you want us to talk about or people that you think that we should be talking to about this, we, we want to help you as much as we can um, because we're in the same boat with you. Yeah. Um, okay, but we're just going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with Stephanie Canale of Lactation Lab. So mamas, if you're anything like me, you are getting sick and tired of figuring out what the heck to feed your family. Um, I discovered a really amazing company. It's called Green Chef, and they are a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Also, the meal plans include paleo, plant-powered, keto, and balanced living. Green Chef's expert chefs design flavorful recipes for your lifestyle that go way beyond ordinary substitutions, and they just make cooking really easy with dinner options that work around your lifestyle and not the other way around. So I was obsessed with this one meal that they sent me. It was salmon with like a, a glazed ginger marinade with veggies on the side. My entire family ate it, including my kids who are two and almost five, which is crazy. So you guys, you must, must, must check out Green Chef. Use code MAMA80 to get $80 off your first month, plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com slash MAMA80 to redeem and for more details. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. So our guest today is a mama of two. She is a practicing doctor and founder of Lactation Lab, an at-home kit that helps empower new mamas. And my God, did I wish I knew about it when I had my babies. Please welcome to the show, Stephanie Canale. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, How are first and foremost, how are you doing? Surviving. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's how, how old are your kids? My kids both just had birthdays during COVID. So now eight and 10. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday. Yes. Time's a big one. I know the big one versus it. And you know, his birthday was basically a zoom call of just his friends saying, hi, happy birthday. So how is, how is the homeschooling of the double? Cause I only had to do one and it was kindergarten. So horrific for you. Yeah. Horrific. I mean, I remember getting the notice that they were going to be out of school on a Friday and Monday morning. And, you know, keep in mind, like I was one of those kids. I was a good student, like went to medical school. You know, this is, this is my thing, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. Monday morning, I was like, we'll start school at the regular time. I had, you know, a second grader and a fourth grader technically. And I said, okay, I'm going to be the teacher, you know, like this is serious. Like, let's sit down, let's start working. I had no idea what to do. The school didn't send out anything. This is day one. And I looked at the clock and I was like, okay, their school starts at 844 in the morning. So look, okay, 845, let's get started. I kid you not, 859. I look at the clock and I'm like, freaking done. Yeah. That's like this meme that I posted at the beginning that I saw and that what had like the two pictures of Tiger King. Did you watch that? Love where it's like at 805, it's like, hey, all you cool cat. Yeah, yeah. By 855, it's like, all right, motherfuckers. <laughs> you turn into like you're you go from one to the other. So I totally feel you, hear you. I mean, my son and I have like drag out fights where he's like, Oh, yeah, you're the worst teacher. And I was like, Well, you're not a good student. <laughs> we had detention, they didn't know what detention was, but I was like, detention started day one. <laughs> I was like, I threatened them with their devices, which of course I wasn't going to do. Like I was, well, cause that's more of a punishment for you. Well, to of take course, the devices but like, you know, the stuff comes out of my mouth. I was crazy. I know. And the then the best, comes out of our mouth. 
Yeah. Yeah. The last three days of school, my son's teacher, love her to death, but my son's teacher, the, um, so they finished school on a Wednesday morning that Monday gives him a two hour reading assignment. And he just looked at me and he's like, I'm not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, I was like, okay, don't do it. Okay. I know. Had I known we they would have gotten the grade of DL distance learning. I think we would have had fewer fights. Yeah, that's true. When I did get his report card, it was like, it was like undetermined. So many of it because they can't, they don't know. They can't say, I'm like, well, I can tell you. Um, but yeah, well, let's prep ourselves. Cause it's looks like it's going to continue in the fall. <clears throat> I mean, things change every day. Um, but we're all preparing ourselves, embracing ourselves, but it's for the better of our world. Right. Um, but let's pivot for a minute because I want to talk about, um, your incredible company lactation lab. And if you don't mind, um, Jen and I would love to hear from you and for our listeners, how did this come to be? Where did you get inspired to start this? So I'm a family doctor and so I have two kids and actually I, people think it's funny, but I actually hated breastfeeding. I wanted to be one of those moms that loved it and that was very good at it and could just my, you know, have my children thrive and mm-hmm. you know, have my hair perfectly done and just whip out my boob and breastfeed, but that's not me. Um, so my daughter was actually failure to thrive. So I was, I went back to work when she was five weeks old and I was like the main breadwinner for our family. So it was like, you know, just a lot of self-induced stress of going back to a practice and patients and so forth. And I was pumping tons of milk. So I was that mom who had a ton. And then I would, you know, my, my daughter was basically, uh, you know, solely bottle fed, but like she was just drinking volumes of milk and then falling off the growth chart. And what was really stressful for me is she would have like, she'd have a bowel movement every 10 to 12 days. Oh, wow. So like by day seven, you're like, literally, we're not leaving the house. Yeah. She's going to shit herself. You know what I mean? Literally we can't. So, um, it was just really, really stressful for me because I'm like, what is in this? Why can't I figure this out? And then, you know, the day to day of like having patients come in and say, oh, I want to get this checked. I want to get this checked. I want to get that checked. And then, you know, it was like, why can't I check my milk? What, what's going on here? And I actually had, it, it was an interesting journey because I think for me, it was a very, um, a very difficult struggle early on too, just from the scientific aspect, because there's so, you know, little research with maternal child health period. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just underlying belief. Oh my gosh, people have thrived on breast milk since the beginning of centuries. So why would you look at it? Why would you test it? And, you know, and I kind of tell those people, well, they were called, you know, milk mamas and they were, (laughs) yeah. Um, the other people nurse their children, but, um, we do things a little more sterilely today. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really, really stressful. So I launched this and, um, yeah, we just, you know, we just feel like we're, we're, um, we're helping moms figure out the unknowns, take the guessing out of this. Yeah. No. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, you and I touched on it briefly before we started recording, but it was, it was truly the most difficult part of being a new mom for me because you think it's, it obviously comes naturally, but for me, it was like issues with latching with one supply with the other, um, you know, whether to supplement or not, or same with, with, with tummy issues, not pooping And just, you know, for me, especially like my personality, I want to control, I want to understand. And so like to be able to have the information 
like I was going through some of your testimonials on your website and one of the moms was saying that she, she thought it was like her supply or whatever it was, why her baby wasn't gaining weight, but they realized that later that her milk was totally fine. It was an oral issue with the baby. So there's so many different things that you can find out from the kit. So can you tell us what, what exactly does, um, can you test for? Right. So we have three different kits. So how it works is a mom in our kit, it's really just a box of sterile test tubes that gets sent to the mom's house. We have her collect her milk over a 24 hour period to account for the variation in total fat freeze the milk and send it in. So our basic one really, which is designed for NICU babies, because we have a very high turnaround time on that. And that's just for fat, calorie, protein, carbohydrate, because those little kiddos are on a very low volume, high protein diet. And our standard kit is just, so what we test for really is how does a mom's diet impact her milk? What Mm -hmm. can she have control over at a time when for me, at least there were so many unknowns and yes. talk about control and information. I, you know, I Overload. was, just, yeah, exactly. So we look for how diet affects milk. So for example, in this standard kit, it's the fat, calorie, protein, carbohydrate, but then also vitamins, A, B12, C, iron, and calcium. And then our premium kits, believe it or not, we sell more of these than any other ones it also looks at DHA mm. and then heavy metals, because there's been some, Um, especially the study that came out earlier this year, looking again at prenatal vitamins and how they're manufactured and how they, they had traces of some of the big name brands too, had some traces of lead, um, in them. So, and you know, and, and people's water supply arsenic for the folks that like eat a lot of rice in their diet and so forth. So our goal here is not to, you know, we're not trying to scare people. We're not trying to like, Oh my gosh, you have to do, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. But those who want to have some concrete information at a time when, you know, I think a lot of women nowadays prepare for birth, read books, take breastfeeding classes. But I don't know if you would agree, but it's like you're in the dark until your baby arrives, right? Sure. You don't know about latch and mouth and tongue tie and supply and your nipples are cracked and bleeding. And, and so my big mission now in life is to really, I want to create a culture where it's okay to say you don't like this stuff. It's okay to say it's hard just because it's natural doesn't mean it, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the more of us as moms can talk about that, you know, it really wasn't easy or I really struggled with that, or I wasn't prepared for that. Meanwhile, you're physically recovering from delivery, whichever way the baby came out. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and so what we're doing with these kids in, in the end is, yes, we're all about like infant nutrition and so forth. But what we've done is it's a way of indirectly replenishing mom stores. So, you know, it's interesting psychology because a lot of moms will say, okay, well, uh, yeah, of course I take my vitamins. Of course, you know, I do this and that, and I try to eat well, but when you say, okay, well, let's focus on vitamin C and B12, for example, they're not only very tangible things, but it helps a mom really focus and direct on like what she should be focusing on in her diet. Right. And again, having that control. Do a lot of, um, do you do a lot of prenatal, do a lot of vitamins um, help with breastfeeding and make the, the, whatever you want in your breast milk um, there? I mean, do you, are like replenish like vitamin C. Yeah, like are there like specific vitamins that are so good that you suggest for breastfeeding? <laughs> That's my question. I'm so tired, by the way. I'm my husband's side texting me saying my 
four-year-old's brain really hurts. He has, I think he has his first headache. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. So anyway, so, but yeah, are there specific vitamins that help? Well, it's interesting because when I first started this, we're coming up on three years now, I actually was like, oh, we're going to create our vitamin. This is it. This is what we need and whatever. And it turns out that my recipe, let's just say, is not chemically stable to be manufactured. <laughs> yeah. Um, forget about the, at the back that it costs a ton of money to create your own. Sure. But, yeah, but for just sure. Just to show and highlighted how many of the vitamins are out there. They're pretty much mostly the same. Mm. And they just have a different label on there. And one will, you know, they'll get their DHA from a plant. So it's plant-based. One will say, so when we, re- when we have, you know, when, when a woman gets her results, so she gets, you know, um, she kind of can see where her milk is versus like an average value over all of the published studies. And she gets very specific concrete information of, okay, like let's say vitamin C. Oftentimes we will say, and I'd say, I don't want to say every time, but I can't remember a time when it was just take a prenatal, like take a, a multi. It's a specific supplement. Like mm-hmm. I don't care what vitamin C brand yeah. they want to take, yeah. but they need extra stuff because there's yeah. not one magic pill that's going to help. And that's what my pediatrician usually says. She's like, I'm not into multivitamins. Like if I find or sense something wrong, I'll take blood and then I'll give them that one specific vitamin that they need. Like she doesn't believe in just throwing out a multivitamin, but what do you want in your breast milk and what don't you want in your breast milk? Well, I think one thing that's really important is um, figuring out like what in your diet you, again, can have control over. I I thought it was interesting in the research that when I was looking about like the ideal diet of a breastfeeding woman, that ideally rice is um, only consumed one to one and a half servings per week. Mm. And in a lot of cultures, people eat rice with almost every meal. Sure. So that was one thing that was, you know, kind of interesting. I think that what I also found interesting over the years is B12, for example, we see B12 almost continuously, like, like very consistently, I should say low in meat eaters, but the vegans and vegetarians, it's like, they know they're not getting a great source. So they will take that extra supplement. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the other one that I find is really interesting is vitamin A, which we don't really talk about a lot in our country because vitamin A is fortified in dairy. But what a lot of breastfeeding moms do is, you know, they're at a loss at guessing like, why is my baby fussy? Why is my baby gassy? So what's one of the first things we tell people to cut out of their diet? Dairy. Dairy. Yeah. 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 So when I'm... So when a mom um, takes the lactation lab test and they get their results, then you guys... Um, tell them like whether it's food or supplements, what to incorporate in their diet. And now is this something, is this is a test you can take throughout your nursing experience? Like it's not necessarily just for newborn. Like what if your baby's like you're saying, starting to act differently or is constipated or is got ill? Like there's, can you take a test during that time and then find out what you can do to help, um, you know, remedy something? I think that's it. So we, we do suggest taking it throughout the breastfeeding journey. When I first started this company, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was just going to be that problem solving very early on, like maybe mm-hmm. zero to four months, maybe zero to six months. We've had women test their milk that are still breastfeeding their four-year-olds. Wow. Sometimes. And, wow. And, <laughs> right. Wow. 
No judgment. Just wow. no judgment. Just I'm like kudos to you because yes. I was counting down the days. But um, I think it, it, it. What's interesting is in in the medical world, like there's you know again very little research on this stuff, but doctors often would say, and I would argue we didn't have the best you know education when it comes to nutrition. Period. But you know, a lot of people would say, oh, well, after a year, there's no benefit to breast milk mm-hmm. or it's no longer nutritious. It's a common, like a lot of, a lot of women will reach out and say, is that true? Is that not true? Mm-hmm. And then when we test their milk, it's like, no, there's, there's no. Tons. Isn't yeah. it true to, I think somebody told me once that like your, the baby's saliva like communicates basically with the woman's like nipple and, and breast milk. And so like, Sometimes naturally too, like if the baby has a little bit of a cold or something like your body will produce a a certain nutrient in your breast milk to help the baby. Is that true? Well, you know, what's really interesting about that is um, we actually, so a lot of the bacteria that's been studied in breast milk and so forth, the way that it's been studied is they take swabs, they put them in Petri dishes and culture the bacteria over the last decade, and we actually just about are, we just submitted a paper, but um, we looked at bacteria and we looked at the RNA. So like the, the fingerprint of the bacteria as opposed to what is growing. And we got this list of stuff that the first time I got the results back, I was like, this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like this crazy bacteria, like salmonella, pseudomonas, listeria, yersinia, like these things where you're like, how could this possibly be in breast milk? And the point I want to make there is that there is a lot of, you know, interaction, communication, lifestyles, some cells, and it's fascinating. But what's also fascinating is that even if it's just a couple drops of milk Mm -hmm. early on, it really imparts a huge benefit to the baby. So I'm hoping that when, when we get this study published, we can just, you know, make the point, like, even if you're just producing one ounce a day, awesome. Consider that a win, you know what I mean? And and it's going to help your baby. And if you supplement 99% of the time, that's fine. It's fine. That's you know? great advice. especially that's, that's for good advice. I, I remember with, with my first son, my supply just wasn't coming in. And I just felt like such a failure. I oh. felt so bad that he was getting formula 75, 80% of his meal and like getting a couple of ounces from me there, you know, here and there. And I just, and I was working so hard and I was so stressed and I got mastitis and this and that. And then my second time around, I, I couldn't, I had so much milk. There was no rhyme or reason to why, I think maybe I was just a little bit more relaxed because I was like, but look at Bo, he's four years old, he's fine, he had a lot of formula, this doesn't work, and I was just way more relaxed because I think pregnancy in general and the whole experience and journey of like early motherhood like really teaches you about having such a different relationship with your body and yourself. And it was like a a great lesson for me. But that being said, we can say this to we're blue in the face to new moms. You still are going to feel what you feel because it's new and it's scary. And, and so this, especially I think during this time, because I relied heavily on lactation um, experts experts to like come to my home. I had this woman that would come with both babies and help me. So during this time of COVID and, and quarantining and not having a lot of people, especially with a new baby, I can imagine that this kit is so helpful to new moms. Yeah. We've actually found it helpful also on the flip side to doctors because you sure. know, when COVID first hit, everyone was saying, don't come to our offices. 
And then when we would test milk and we'd say, oh my gosh, well, your milk is, you know, so many calories higher than the average formula. This is maybe not the baby we're going to be so worried about. And you can delay your weight check if everything else looks okay. Mm. Versus the other ones who, you know, I, I mean, I can't agree more that how stressful this is. And, and I think that for a lot of new moms, it's again, that lack of control, you know, a lot of people have, you know, especially professionals or whatever it may be, but this is the one time, like talk about a humbling experience where, you know, after you have your baby, it's like, there's so many things that you have to learn, not only about you, about your baby. And then during a very, for a lot of women, a very difficult time of physical recovery, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like no one talks about that. Like I saw a funny post about the, when you realize you and your baby are going home in diapers, you know? Like, yeah. 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 God, we kind of block it out or like we forget or we just, don't, I don't know why, like people don't tell you but these I, things. But I do think in the last year or so it has, there has been a lot of openness about that subject. Like I feel like a lot of comedians who are female comedians yes. who are um, new mothers or pregnant are talking a lot about this and it's helping everyone and see it in kind of like a comedic light. Which yes. is so amazing. And I, I just feel like, the last few years have been the years of honesty. Um, yes. I mean, that's why Jen and I started this podcast. Yeah. I think motherhood in general, the transparency, the veil is being lifted. Yeah. Everyone's just realizing like, what am I ashamed of? Right. This right. shit is right. hard. This is not easy. I love my baby. That goes without saying. I would jump in front of a bus for it. But like, we need the support of like, we can't be like, everything's fine. We can't pretend this is all honky dory. And we also can't feel bad when things aren't going the way it goes for Sally or, you know, the, you know, Sally. Sally. I don't know where that came. Maybe it's because I don't know a Sally. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you no, know what I, I'm saying? I agree with you. Um, it's, I was just thinking about my breastfeeding journey and I breastfed both for a year. Wasn't easy. Wasn't totally difficult. It was just my back always hurt. That was my shtick. Like I was like, I, I like I had the worst, I have a bad back. So going into it, it was almost like, I mean, I was going numb, like bad, bad, but milk was fine, but my babies were never gaining a lot of weight ever. So I wish I had this because I always felt really nervous going to the, their, uh, doctor's appointments for, Mm -hmm. to get their weight. I was always like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Have they gained, have they gained? And they never really did. And my doctor was like, look, you might have like a really lean or whatever breast milk. Cause I was exclusively breastfeeding and she was like, it's okay. It'll pick up at six months once they start solids. Cause I started them on solids at six months. Um, but, but I was that person that never, my babies didn't gain weight from my breast milk and they were drinking a lot of it just like you. So I really wish it would have, it would have made me just feel better knowing that indeed my, I didn't have like that fatty aspect to my breast milk. And I, and if but I thought you're also, your breast milk probably had a lot of other great stuff in it. Sure, but 100% and they're fine now. Exactly. But, but it would have, it would have settled some things within my, you know, to make me feel mm-hmm. a little bit better. And maybe I would have supplemented with formula just to get, you know, well, it's funny because like, I actually, that you're bringing up a good point because I actually am hoping that over time we can move away from talking about this idea of like, what's in your breast milk is just basically what you see. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you put it in the fridge and it would look very watery. And then sometimes it'd be like, it would look fattier. Yeah. 
Yeah, or yellow, more yellow or more white. Yeah. And and the reality is is who who cares? Because we know in that watery milk, there are essential um, fatty acids and amino acids. So this whole idea of like high milk and fattier milk and the big Mm -hmm. chunky fat overweight baby is healthier is not true. Right. Now, with that being said, you know, my child was like failure to thrive. So like falling off the growth chart and needed something else. And I would have liked to, and I never got to test my own milk, but I would have liked to have known, okay, well, you're here. Formulas here. You know what I mean? You need to eat more. You need to relax more. You need to, I mean, a lot of the advice we're giving moms too, is like, it's, it's okay. It's going to be okay. We've had uh, a few instances and, and one was very recent during COVID a mom who was, um, I mean, of anybody who should, you know, who anyone would have said, stop breastfeeding, you know, kudos to you for even trying, but paramedic during COVID working 24 hour shifts, her husband is a, is a firefighter. So also working 24 hour shifts, baby was born end of February beginning, or I think it was like end of February, right when COVID hit. And she was having to go in so often because her baby wasn't gaining weight, Mm. but we tested her milk. And, you know, she did need to supplement. So the average formula, for example, is 20 kilocalories per ounce. Her first test of her milk was 15, mm. which you, you'd argue, yeah, you need, your kid needs a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just pop calories, for example, right? Needs a little bit more. Kept breastfeeding. She was adamant in doing it. We retested. And after she changed her diet and, you know, I don't want to say like followed our recommendation, but like, you know what I mean? Changed yeah. her diet inside yeah. of what was going on. She retested her milk a few months later and it was 24 kilocalories. Wow. What so, did she add to her diet? Just out of curiosity. She actually added a lot of food. <laughs> it's crazy to say, but she was like, um, I talked to her about this. She said that she was one of those moms that just lost a lot of weight early on. Didn't feel very hungry. Um, she increased her diet by almost 2000 calories a day. Wow. Wow. Like who wouldn't love that advice, right? Yeah, seriously. Great. Does that include like Cool Ranch Doritos? I'm just kidding. It does. (laughs) And ice cream. (laughs) No, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about, first of all, like, wow, what an amazing woman and what an amazing family. Mm -hmm. How crazy to have a baby during that time. I would love to get her on the podcast to talk about that experience. Yeah. Um, but, but how empowering for you yeah. to be able to just give sometimes just a lifestyle advice, like it just being like, you've got this, yes. you can be in control of this. You, you, we can help you. We can, because there are a lot of moms that are like, no, I really want to exclusively breastfeed. Yes. And so when you can respect that and just be like, okay, so let's take a deep breath and let's yes. follow these steps. And then we can retest. And it's, I think it's just, it's putting a lot of power back also in the mama's hands when you feel so powerless and so scared about all the different things. So I, I just commend you. I think this is such an amazing thing. So how can, um, new mamas, this is also such a great thing to buy for like a new mama. Like, that's a great gift. I mean, a great segue. I put it in like my little newborn gift that I could like give of my favorite thing. So they to go to lactationlab.com. Is that how to order it? Right. Or Amazon. Um, Oh, great. And then another option is for moms to use their FSA spending accounts, the flex spending dollars, oh, health savings accounts, so they can do that at fsastore.com. And yeah, that's so far, that's what we've got. We're trying to partner with some, my, my goal is to get insurance companies to pay for this, where employers are paying for this because we're able to show like, you know, 
having a mom breastfeed longer saves you guys money because they are, those kids get sick less often. Yeah. Moms get sick less yes. often. Yes. 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 It's a total pain in the ass talking to insurance companies and so forth. Yeah. Especially now COVID hit. Nobody wants to pay for anything. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. That's uh, a whole well, subject. <laughs> yes. We're going to take a quick break. Um, but again, it's lactationlab.com for more information. Um, you can order on Amazon or straight from the site. I think this is, so, I, again, I wish I knew this. I'm not having any more babies, but I wish I knew about this when I had them. Um, but we are going to be right back with Stephanie because we are going to make her share some shitty mommies. We'll be right back. Hey guys. So we are focusing on keeping things clean more than ever, I feel. But sometimes we forget the kind of nasty odors that come along with the things like we need to clean. For instance, your gym is kind of in your house now, so it might be smelling like one too. Or your four-legged friends, pretty cute, but they kind of stink and leave it on your towels and blankets. Or kids, I mean, think about the tough laundry odors from kids with the sports and the clothes and the socks and the summer sweat. I mean, I can go on. So enter OxyClean Odor Blasters. OxyClean Odor Blasters is a special formulation to tackle the toughest odors in your home, not just cover them up. You have got to try OxyClean Odor Blasters for yourself. To work your magic with OxyClean, go to oxyclean.com slash try me and order a free sample. That's oxyclean.com slash T-R-Y-M-E for a free odor blaster sample while supplies last. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we are back. Um, Stephanie, you told me a really funny story about how you were prepping for Shitty Mommy, if you don't mind sharing it before we get into some. Shitty Mommy! Um, not at all. So I was thinking <laughs> that I feel like I have so much content here that I could, you know, um, talk forever. So I asked my husband last night. I said, you know, I'm doing this podcast and I have to come up with some stories of how I've been a shitty mom. The first thing he did is he just looked at me and he's like, well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, so instead he decided to email me and he emailed me. Uh-huh. I'm happy to share that with you too, but I, I don't know. how Stop to it. It. That is amazing. I'm not kidding. He emailed me and I was like, oh, he's going to just, I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll go through the, you know, maybe there's a couple when my kids were really young and you know, the time I forgot that the sippy cup had a plastic thing and my kids are, I never cleaned it. So there was all kinds of shit in there that I didn't know. Um, <laughs> that was a great moment. Um, everything from like suturing my son's head in the living room because my daughter was three weeks old and I refused to go to the hospital with the newborn to the point luck, where- That's the luck of when you have a doctor in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's so true. Like doctor, mom, you're, I think it's so true what people say you either get like you become a little hypochondriac, like your kid has everything or you're like, oh, well, you're just bleeding a little bit. I'll take care of that here at home. <laughs> right. I wish I was, I wish I was that. <laughs> oh, that's so me. But it was actually a, a story where um, he had gotten, uh, he was like not even two and he had an Elmo tattoo on his hand mm-hmm. and he was the first time ever. I don't know if your kids have ever done this where they're spinning around and like fell backwards. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. love to make themselves dizzy. Yeah crazy. But we actually had this like really cheap Ikea coffee table and I had padded it with like the, you know, yeah. Yeah. I remember the padding cost more than the table (laughs) (laughs) spun around, hit his head. And I thought he wiped the Elmo tattoo on his, on his face. So I'm pumping milk. And again, I produced a lot of milk, so milk spilling everywhere here and crying. And my husband is not a doctor. Let's just say this and doesn't do well with a lot of blood. So 
he's come, he's looking at me like he's going to pass out as pale as can be my son. And you know, the scalp bleeds like crazy, right? Yeah. My son's like profusely bleeding. And I'm like, here, take her, take this milk everywhere. And then finally I told my husband, I'm like, uh, we actually had these disposable suture kits. I'm like, hold them down. Oh, like it hurts more to get local anesthetic than to just sit there and put a couple stitches. Oh my God. And, um, the, the, you know, it, it was survival mode, but the reality right. a week later when I had to take the stitches out, my, it was really hard to get my son to come close to me and sit still to take. Oh. <laughs> so then I thought, I'm like, Oh, Dr. Well, mom. Right, so Dr. Mom. Um, yeah. Which sucks sometimes, I guess, because, uh, yeah. So I thought, okay, well I'll have a couple of examples of that. But meanwhile, it's a page email with just COVID stuff. Oh, so so it's, like, it's what you've done in the last three months, four months. Exactly. I thought it would be like maybe one or two examples of my lifetime, not 17 right. examples of what happened. You know what, so. Stephanie? Why don't you just reply back? Oh. And, you know? I like it's that a little idea. taste of his own medicine, if you will. Yeah. Oh, Jenna. Thank you. I'm really, I'm really punny today. <laughs> he, um, the other thing, too, is I'm a very stubborn person, and so is my son. So my husband also likes the idea that I folded the laundry and I told my kids, I mean, my son is 10. He's yeah. very capable of putting away his own clothes. Right. right? 100%. He's done it before where he takes the folded clothes, throws them into the laundry hamper again, really <laughs> pisses me off. Oh or he'll take them all and just shove them in a drawer, which mm. trying to let go of control. Right. Yeah. And so then finally I'm like, I'm leaving everything in the laundry basket and you need to go and empty. Like this is everything he owns is in this laundry basket now. So he's been wearing the same t-shirt for two days, which is this, um, tie dyed M&M t-shirt. He never wore. I'm, I'm living this right now I know. with the tie dye t-shirt. We have a tie dyed M&M t-shirt that probably smells really bad right now. Oh my God. That's you know so what? Cool. They've got to learn a lesson somehow. Yeah. I think we should, we, we should, we should have a, uh, like a COVID diaries thing yes. at the end of this from, from all our mamas. That's yes. COVID. We'll, we'll COVID collect, does. we'll collect all the stories. Uh, but Stephanie, thank you so much for, for coming on with us, for sharing these stories and sharing your time. And again, lactation lab, I just think it's, it's such a great resource for moms. Um, Breastfeeding is the hardest part, in my opinion, about the new mommy journey. And um, it's a true gift, as are you. And we're very grateful. Thank you so much for being with us. Your Instagram's incredible. It's Lactation yes. Lab, correct? Um, and it's making me kind of want another baby. All these <sighs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> Newborn babies yeah. are super sweet. Um, but okay, we are going to leave you with the Mama Said. Remember, Mama Said. The funny thing about kids is they are the reason we lose it and the reason we hold it together. Oh, that's a good one, Jay. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bakewell. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week.